Welcome to the Song, a season seven, episode seven, where we watch Contraption Masters, season one, episode one, and <laughs> use it as you will, but use it you must. I'm Chris Lorenz. I saw them do a checklist, so who knows how they're going to do. <laughs> this is Brian. Those are references to the show we watched this week, but last week we watched Selling the OC, and we had a poll on Twitter at who put this on and we thought and you guys thought the show was a tie between top middle and bottom third very indecisive audience this time polarizing Uh, show love it so if you're the listening to us for the first time we watch a different show each week discussing it in minute detail figuring out if it's good or bad brian what was the show this week this week we watched contraption masters Engineering enthusiasts battle to create the most ingenious contraption using everyday objects. Teams are challenged to fabricate and demonstrate a new chain reaction machine before being judged on their ingenuity, design, and workmanship. That's Contraption Masters on Discovery+. Plus. There you go. Uh, yeah, so this is kind of like a standard stock competition. competition. Yeah, well, like- I mean, it's 1v1. So it's not like you have like eight teams all at once, you know? So Yeah, but it's like think about like the cooking shows like Iron Chef. This is the exact thing. It's like instead of like a one V one, it's a team V team. It's same formula. Yeah, yeah. It was it's very similar to Domino Masters or what that Domino show was. Oh yeah, um, that, that garbage thing. I almost forgot about it. Thanks, Chris. <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome. Uh but I guess there were three teams in that. But anyway, so I they said it was some sort of knockout tournament, which they didn't talk about at all in this this episode. So yeah, they said that the winner of this episode was going to the semifinals. Oh, did they? Yeah, I didn't hear that. And it kind of made sense because they had they had like uh, what was it six more episodes or nine more episodes? I don't remember. Okay. Yeah, so it seemed like they were just going through and like they're going to do three episode blocks to do, okay, here's who's moving up. I guess we'll find out. I mean, you might find out. Uh, yeah. So it, so the way the show is formatted, you have Richard Hammond from uh, Top, Gear. Top Gear and the Grand Tour. He's kind of the host. He's There's some sort of scenario. So in this episode, the scenario was he's in his bathtub and he wants to set up his bed. And to do that... You he's got you got to go through the bathroom to the landing to the bedroom, and so there's three different rooms and there's three days. So they have to set up a Rube Goldberg machine in the bathroom on day one, and then in the landing on day two, and then in the bedroom on day three, and then I think there's a half day almost to like link them all together. Yeah, throughout this, like they were kind of uh, trying to link it up initially, but like they had some testing time at the end to. Uh, piece it all together yeah so each team there's two teams and then team a does each like their own bedroom and then bathroom or whatever then team b does it yep it was kind of interesting because we got team a we have uh what do we have technical knockout yeah and they they have four people on their team that doesn't seem and then you got team three or team three (laughs) <laughs> team three team b uh field house brothers which has three members yeah and 
during their introductions, like, so Team Technical Knockout had the extra person, Paul. And I don't know why, because they didn't introduce him with the initial group. He just kind of showed up. <laughs> it seemed to be clear to me throughout this episode that the three pe- these three people are in college, and like the fourth person is like what a, like a teacher or a counselor, or like he's oh. like involved with them at this college. Is what I'm is what I would assume this relationship is. Uh, that's that pretty smart to like hit yourself to that. Like, oh, I'm getting on TV. Let's go. Well, it just seemed like these three young gentlemen weren't really up to snuff for this show. So they had like the the fourth guy. The producers might have been like, "Hey, maybe you need to get in there." Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, if that isn't a clear indicator of who won, I'm one. I'm sorry. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I didn't write down all four of their names, but they were technical knockout. And then we got the Fieldhouse brothers of Adam, Damien, and Robin. And this is a UK-based show. So, like, there's comp- – these pe- the two teams are competing, but there's not, like, a lot of animosity between the two. Like, we know that some of the people on uh, technical knockout – like sore losers, but they're not like shown in the show at all to be really like sore losers. Yeah. There was no, like there was no aggression that you would see within other American reality shows. Also no alcohol. So that probably kind of helped. <laughs> yeah. They could probably still have their phones. <laughs> yeah. You could, you can take tweet picture of this. It's not going to matter. The competition. Yeah. I mean, well outside the competition, they might have it. So, uh, let's talk about day one. So we got day one. They have to do this bathroom bit. They got 10 hours and I'm not going to be able to describe a Rube Goldberg machine guys. I'm sorry. You're just going to watch the show. It's enter- like, if you want to see Rube Goldberg machine? They got him. Yeah. I, so at the end, they kind of were breaking down things for scoring. And they mentioned that there were 40 different transitions on both sides there's no way we can like jot all that down, but maybe we can like talk about one of the ones that was a highlight in each room. Yeah, I was thinking. I think the so they had this soap. They had this bright idea. One of their stupidest ideas, I think, was they were gonna they have this soap and they have it on this like almost like a race car track, almost straight into the sink, and it's supposed to go into the sink and then pop out the other side. And it's like, there's no way you're going to be able to do that on a consistent basis. No. And they couldn't. I mean, I'm going to find out tonight (laughs) when I try this at home. (laughs) And the only way they got it to work was to make a giant funnel that all that like made it work because the variability was so high. But you know what? It doesn't matter. Like that should have been done from the beginning. It's like, all right, like, why are we trying to land this trick shot? Just fucking get it done. (laughs) But that's what a Rube Goldberg machine is. It's still, it's still pretty difficult. It's a trick shot. <laughs> yeah, but it, like this is like trick shot extreme. Like t- this is Tony Hawk level Rube Goldberg, and you don't need that for this show. I mean, you can't. You don't have that much time. Ten hours? No, doesn't seem like enough time to plan, design, test. Like uh, so, forty. So they had to do at least like thirteen or fourteen in this room. Yeah, that there were a lot. I don't. It was hard to 
remember all of them doing the 40, but this one had like some of the most complex st- stuff imaginable. The toilet was kind of interesting because like the toilet, like they lifted the toilet at some point and then that let go of something. And that was kind of like, oh, letting go of something seems kind of unique, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, that, that was like a to- a piece of toilet paper was attached to a race car that I guess was like wound up. And then once it was released, then it went into the other room. That was their transition element. Yeah, yeah. That was pretty cool. Yep. Uh, I also like the foamy nature. So they did like some elephant toothpaste. And it just caused a chain reaction to like... Wasn't that the other team? That was the other team, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. I I didn't know if we were like going to talk about like one of the others. My bad. That was the other team. I think... I think we should talk about each one okay. that way. So, like, yeah, the foaming transition for the knockout team was really cool because you're like, they were like, we're going to do this foam thing. And I was like, how are you going to transition from that? And it was like literally making like the toilet paper wet or like something wet so that it like fell. It's great. Yeah, that. Oh, that that was even before. Oh yeah, the, so the elephant foam then made the toilet paper wet. Yeah, Jesus, I thought there was something else in between there. No, uh, I thought so. There be there. So the first team's intro was like, oh, we spilled wine, and it like opened up this thing, and then this team's transition was like throw a duck in the bathtub, and it looked terrible. <laughs> it was a terrible way to start a Rube Goldberg machine. Yeah. Richard Hammond is definitely more wine than uh, like, Toy Duck. Where was the Richard Hammond joke about spilling the wine? Like, not spilling the wine, you know? Right. Like, you got to make that joke about, like, you can't waste the wine. <laughs> and you just see him, like, drinking it again after it's done. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so those are the kind of highlights of uh, day one. Then day two, they had to go through the landing, and they had to use what kind of physics, Brian? They had to use um, angle of repost. So they, to, we didn't really know what this was initially, but thankfully they had a scientist come up. What was her name again? I have no idea. Yeah. I, didn't I, write it down. I got real excited when they showed this, and I really wanted to pay attention, but I didn't pay attention to her name, unfortunately. I'm sorry. Uh, but, yeah, if you're on an angle, you're going to do something with your body to counteract it so that you stay still. Well, and, is and, it, isn't it really just like, Something is holding you still. Yeah, friction. And friction's holding you still, and then they change friction somehow to make yeah. you fall. So, like, you'll, yeah, you'll change your angle so that, like, oh, now you break friction stasis. So the classic example was pizza when you're skiing. Exactly. Um, but I was very confused on, like, so the one team, uh, the brothers, they had, like, a bookshelf the angle of the bookshelf made something fall, but it was not like it slid. They just kind of fell. Right? And that was like, that was not really an angle of repose. I was very confused, but then the other team, what did they do? Was that the pendulum? No, because that was an angle of repose, I think. that would, They were just talking about pendulums in general. I know they talked a lot about this stupid pendulum. Yeah, I think it was the dog racing car at the end. So they their transition element was a dog on a skateboard, like a stuffed dog. And when something dropped on the ramp to make it fall, then the dog could actually roll down. 
that was what I think happened. Um, yeah, doesn't really matter. It's fine. I thought that was just a terrible thing you had to do. It didn't make much sense. Uh, but in terms of what I liked about like this day, so the brothers, they had like this, they had like a double domino and that's always cool. I think a double domino is cool. It's really good. And then they had this train element where like this ball knocked down like toy train tracks and the train like went through and I thought that looked, that was very visually cool. I thought that worked really well. It felt like it also needed, it looks like it needs to be precise, but it's not really. Yeah. It was just like, oh, if the ball just knocks these down well enough, like knocks these down, it just goes. But it's like very, I don't know. It just seems more impressive than it is, which is exactly what you want these things to be. Exactly. Uh, is there anything about the other team that had like some pendulum thing that was really the bane of their ex- existence, it seemed? Yeah, and that was a risky one. So it was like they were trying to have a pendulum hit something, and sometimes they did get it to hit, but like in a weird angle. And, you know, a lot of the time it just like didn't work. It's weird. Yeah, they even give like a good demo of how you make sure it hits. Like a pendulum is going to lose some force, but then if you keep it like, if you put it in an off angle, it'll actually just rotate well, around and do stuff. Well, their example was like put it kind of in the middle of your pendulum or like a little bit outside the pendulum and then add rotational velocity so that it'll go around yeah. and around in a circle till it kind of gets to the middle and you're pretty much guaranteed for it to hit, which this team didn't get the memo. Nope. Who knows what kind of things they tell people before this. I mean, I, I think it's just like, you're going to use what you uh, already know. Like you've already applied a lot of this stuff in some of your little contraptions. Well, you should know it. Like, I mean, this is a good time to talk about, like, how does one get into making these Rube Goldberg machines? And, like, is it, like, these three high school kids, college kids, is this for a class? Is there, do they have a class? Is it a club? Is there, like, some sort of Rube Goldberg club? I'm going to go with club. I think that you don't need a class for this, but, like, you get a bunch of people just, like, coming in and wanting to try stuff out. That's so much fun. This could have been a great freshman seminar, I think. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> I would have taken that class for show. Yeah, I think that, you know, intro, come to engineering, let's make some Rube Goldberg shit. Like, that, why? Like, what was this ham radio bullshit we took, Brian? <laughs> hey, man, we learned about radios. We learned how to communicate all over the world. Yeah, uh-huh, it sure did. <laughs> well, I learned that. <laughs> sure, it sure you. did. I remember everything from that class. <laughs> uh Maybe we could also, we'll take a break before the last one, and we could talk about this host. Did you write down this host name? Oh, yeah. So, Zek Umperovich. And he is, I think he's well-known in some way, but, like, he does not deliver in any way. He says (laughs) the silliest stuff all the time. Uh, Well, they claimed he was a Olympic or some sort of champion in Rube Goldberg machines. Is what I said. Sure. And <laughs> whatever it, that means, whatever kind of champion there is, who knows if he has the highest? I don't know. He's definitely just like going around to all these competitions and then just getting ideas. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I have no idea. But <laughs> they kept. 
It's just like Richard Hammond would be like, hey, guys, what's your confidence? And they would be like, one team was like, yeah, we got this. This is perfect. I don't know what you're talking about. Just pretend like it worked already. What do you mean? <laughs> the other team was like, I don't know. I don't know. And then <laughs> Richard Hammond would go to the host, this uh, the judge or whatever, and be like, do you think this is going to work? And every single time he's like, I don't know. <laughs> He was like, he didn't give any confidence level percentages. He's just like, I watched, I I watched him do some checklists, but I don't know. Yeah. He he is definitely told you cannot give any opinion one way or another about whether you think they're going to be successful. You have to keep it the suspense. And they did not give him any writers to come up with shit to say. If this is what you got episode one, it's all downhill from here. It's like, I didn't see him practice, so I don't know. I I, I was kind of eating lunch, and I don't know. It was, it was, at the end, it was just laughable. You'll see some of this, I think, in the drinking bowls for sure. No. Uh, yeah. So, so for <laughs> that's what we have to say about the judge. Yeah, and well, then we move on to the room final three. making the bed. So they had to make the bed. Yep. Uh, and uh, and they had to incorporate one specific element that was one specific item that was given to them, and it was a fan in both cases. One was a tall fan, and one was like a short test desk fan. I thought it was weird that they got two different ones, but... I, I don't know. It gives, like, a little bit of variety. Like, I don't think you give them the same one. It's whatever. Yeah, I guess visually for us, it was, it was more just going to have a different one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't... Yeah, so for this one, uh, the brothers had a really cool, like, make the bed mechanic. Where, like, the bed, like, fell and, like released then there's a whole separate thing that made it look like it was made and it was super cool uh never saw it work correctly but (laughs) it was cool yeah and i mean they had a cool mechanic initially where this baby in a baby crib was going to help it and (laughs) no no they were going to save the baby so the baby's going to get pulled out from under the bed before the bed gets made was the idea I, I missed that. I forgot about that piece of it. <laughs> and it looked like they put a chain around a baby's head. It did not look good. I don't even know why they couldn't put it under like under the arms and the body. Like they just I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, you got me. I, I still don't think that would have cleared, but you could have done this in many different ways. But then they changed it to like a squirrel chipmunk thing. Yeah, and then the baby's in the crib just hanging out. So they, they still got it in there. Yeah. So I don't know if I have anything else to say about theirs. No, not really. Uh, and then we have what's its name's group. I can never remember the name. Technical Knockout. Uh, I didn't write any notes about them. <laughs> yeah, I think at that point we were very in disbelief about our Doctor Samara's like de- presentation about the fans and how <laughs> fans work. <laughs> Uh, there was also like their making the bed mechanic was awful. Like it looked terrible. Really? Oh, oh yeah. They had the spring loaded one, the right? Sp- they had a spring loaded thing that like pull, like pushed the, the like bed, the like, 
the comforter, <laughs> the comforter up or duvet is that duvet. It. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and it did not look great. They would have lost on that alone. I think. Yeah. But I mean, if I get to have a spring loaded coming back, that does seem kind of good. I'll take it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So then at the end of this, we got to see, so after day one, we got to see day one after day two, we got to see day two. And after day three, we got to see all three. So that's when the judge was judging them based on like how, you know, complicated it is, uh, how many elements they have, how many, so, uh, how many retries they got or interventions they got. Yeah. Um, something else, how well the bed was made. I think how well the task was done. Yeah. It's all a lot of, well, some of this is, uh, numerical, Others is just subjective, and I just don't. They're gonna shove out a number. I I was happy I, they shoved out the stat of like how many transitions they had because that was part of the judging. I really want to see the score sheet. There's gonna be a score sheet, right? There, you hope so, but at the same time, no. Well, I mean, the producers it, definitely want to be able to put their thumb on the scale a little bit if they if they, they want to. They really tried because, of course, like our blue team was just really crushing it. And Richard Hammond comes in and says, "Oh yeah, like so. It's pretty obvious you did it." Well, but- no, no. Well, let's go, let's talk about that in a sec. Let's talk. Oh uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I want to keep going. <laughs> so TKO goes, and they have four interventions. Their pendulum fails. Their bed thing at the end fails, and a bunch. They're like stuff we saw work failed. You know. Yeah. So after like after like the second one, when they had the third one, you're like, oh, I don't know about this. You you gotta you're not gonna be able to come back from this really. And so it didn't. Their bedroom also didn't really look all that great to me, if I remember correctly. No, it was a bunch of weird stuff happening. I did not like it. And then the brothers went in, and they had one intervention, and this is the highlight of the show for me. Like them they're like all the stuff working in concert and like working together and starting one from the next thing it all looked really cool and visual and then it was just really sad that the end didn't work i was like really disappointed yeah but i wanted them to do it again oh yeah just run it back i was run it back till it works i want to see it work yep i i actually wonder how hard it is to reset these because they had to been doing a bunch of tests and stuff. It's got to be a little hard to reset, I think. I think yeah. that's, it's like not as hard as Domino's. No. <laughs> but it's not that easy. Because you got to go through 40 different elephant elements and put them back together. Like, how do you clean the foam off that stupid toilet? Oh, yeah, that's done. <laughs> right? Yep. So, yeah. And then, you're, to Brian's point, was that the judge came through after each of them. It was like. Not sure who's going to win. You know, this one was more challenging, but you had more interventions or whatever. <laughs> and we're all just like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> and it's, I'm sure there's probably a commercial if you're watching it with commercials, which we were not. Who put this on pays the big bucks. Yeah. We got to support this garbage <laughs> for our podcast because we need to keep going. <laughs> uh. 
for sure. I say, I say garbage, and I just know Discovery Plus has already put out five new shows in the time we've been recording. So, oh yeah, <laughs> they're all like, "Oh, did we find a ghost? Was <laughs> that Sasquatch? Oh no, do we renovate a bathroom? Let's put this in a show." <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, any other new show you want to talk about? Because that's the end of the episode. We find out that the brothers win. And technical knockout, you suck. Time to go home. Yeah, RIP. Yeah, but they they hard cut. It's like it's done. No fluff. The end. Great. Uh, there's definitely something to say about this being a British show. Like there was no sob stories. No, you barely know who these people are, and that was fine. I think that worked pretty well. Yeah, like I I don't need to know their, your whole backstory to like care about this. I just want to see you do cool shit, be successful. Yeah. Uh, do we have a worse human being? And why is it the judge? Yeah, yeah it's got to be the judge because they're just not. Doing I mean, anything. the judge might be, be told by a producer not to say anything, but like, give me like a, you know, a th- like a thumbs up or a thumbs down. Like, you don't need to tell me if you think it's going to, like, it's going to do it or it's not going to do it. You're like, the chances are high, chances are low. Here's the thing. I, I guess he's already getting his paycheck no matter what. I don't think he needs to be creative. He's just going with it. He could have all the time in the world to re-rehearse stuff because he's not in the middle of the competition like doing these lines. He's doing it afterwards when Richard Hammond comes and gets his opinion. They're just, he's, just getting, he's just getting all the lines. Yeah, you you get 30 minutes and you're running through 50, <laughs> you, 60 lines. So what you're saying is you pity the editor that has to pick the line. No, I think I think that they get one line. He's like, "All right, we're one and done. We're good. (laughs) Who put the song, baby?" All right. Uh, uh, This is clearly not the apex for our host. Yeah, Uh, not even close. Uh, Let's see what else we got for questions. Would this show be better as a Quibi or a TikTok? I think this could be better as a Quibi. I think that there'd be a little fluff cut out, and you can focus on the teams. Yeah. I think the show, if this format of the show would be fine as a Quibi, like there's a lot of fluff. You can kind of like, if they just did a time lapse of like people making the machine, that would be cool. You could really, you know, I think you could really get that down to a Quibi. Would a, like a TikTok also work? Yes. Yeah. I feel like I've it seen just would TikToks be a, that are It'd be like a, I think the format would change a bit to be a TikTok, but so, like, that's always a question with this one is, like, how is the format changing for it to be a TikTok? And if it can be a TikTok, it's like, well, how much of the form can change, you know? Yep. But, like, watching a Ruby Goldberg machine, I might try to look into the, for those TikToks later today because I think that would be that would be satisfying. I'm right with you. It's, like, all this ASMR and, like, some other things that are supposed to be really satisfying just, like, aren't that satisfying, whereas this... I think it's pretty satisfying. Dude, you're definitely going to get ASMR uh, Rube Goldberg. You're going to get dominoes <laughs> falling, marbles rolling. Like, that actually sounds pretty good. I'm going to look that up. I don't want to watch marbles roll. I'm not watching this. You're ASMRing it. You're listening. That's all. <laughs> but if I'm listening, <laughs> oh, sorry, we're going to move on. We're moving on <laughs> to drinking rules. And every time the judge says he doesn't know, take a drink. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Ooh. Every time something burns, take a drink. I mean, every time something screws up, 
like in Ooh. like the actual competition. Take several drinks. Yep that that's a uh, basically pour one out. Uh, you should bet on whether on a team. You should bet on whether a contraption is going to work or not. And if you win, if you say it's going to win, you can say somebody else drinks. But if you lose, you drink. Yep. I like that one. Um, drink every time you see Domino's. I think I'm going to call like specifically like Rube Goldberg <laughs> one because like those ones are going to be kind of common. Like the pizza? The pizza is not going to be common. <laughs> like, okay, actually... The concept behind the pizza is going to be in a lot of these things, but you're not going to be able to like easily identify it until unless you watch a bunch of this. So you're you're not going to be able to get it. I'm confused. Well, like I tried to make a Domino's pizza joke, and you're trying to make like oh my god, Domino- I, was, I was thinking like the um the uh, <laughs> skiing thing, the no, the angle of repose. Yeah, no. I can't believe that joke went over your head. Damn it. All right. <laughs> like Domino's Pizza. Yeah. yeah. Yep. 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 Okay. All right. Uh, let's do who's going to hook up next? Hmm. And Richard Hammond and a Domino. Pizza. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I don't think it's gonna be no. Uh, I, I think that this show is very anti-hooking up. If I'm being honest. Uh, what do you think about the tone of the show? It's very positive. It's got a very cool vibe to it. Just learning and experimenting. Yeah, definitely. I like the tone. I think the tone, like, there's. It's not overly. I mean, it's it's not hyper positive. It's positive, but it's not negative almost in any way. When something screws up. They're not like you're a piece of shit, you know. It's just like oh, just go in and you know hit it, hit the thing again, and you know do better next time. Like it's like a pat on the butt. Yeah, everybody wants everybody to succeed because we're all having fun. Love yeah. that sort of competition. Yeah, sure. Uh, yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> what do you love about this show? I love getting cool ideas for building stuff. Because, yeah, like, all these things are, like, really wacky. But, like, seeing, like, the engineering behind it is, like, oh, yeah, now I can apply that somewhere else, maybe. Yeah. I I mean, I love just, like, watching the Rube Goldberg stuff and seeing the crazy innovation that seems. From my perspective, it's very innovative. I'm sure if you're in the community, you'd be like, oh, that's a blah, 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 blah. And that's a Brian Houston bowl. That's even more interesting because if you start calling that shit out, like, Mad props. Yeah. That would be kind of interesting if they had, like, you know, some live commentators telling you, like, oh, like, commenting on what's going on. That's where, like, we can get the doc to um, be introducing, like, all these comments. Like, just have her throw in, like, everything. We could have learned angle of her post. Fans, you could ditch that. Just do something (laughs) else. She could also be a judge. Yeah. The the judge did do the pendulums, and that was fine. But, like, you can do more of this. Just keep it going. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's do ratings. We do a stack ranking system between top, middle, bottom, third, and some people might stack rank in their stack ranks. Brian, what do you got for me? This is tough. I think I need to go bottom of the top. I want to check more of this out, and it's really... I mean, I'm already talking about going to watch more TikToks. Why would I not just put the show on? I don't know. 
Yeah. Uh, I agree with you. I think it's top third. I think that it's compared this like this is one of my favorite formats, which is like competitiveness, but in a like artistic medium. And then to add like it's like an engineering artistic medium is really cool. And I think the judge, like the judge and the host are fine. They're there, but they aren't detracting like domino masters and the editing is done well. And it's like British. So people are like all like calm and like the, the show has a different tone and I, I like it. I like the tone. I like watching them build things. I like seeing them built unlike a lot of the other shows similar to this. So I think it's top third. Is it like the best show ever? No, I think it can get kind of boring watching people build these things, especially if you've done it for a half hour. Um, but it's certainly a great show to like kind of have on the side and watch as they do like a competition or not. So yes, I agree. Right. Love it. <laughs> so our, right after this show, <laughs> <laughs> we were on discovery plus, which is, I guess if you're listening to this, you might do, I don't know. <laughs> we put on nine one one investigations. No outrageous nine one one. Outrageous nine one one out investigations, and it was a pretty compelling show. It was like, <laughs> oh my God. It, it was like these nine one one calls that lasted from like thirty seconds to like three minutes, and like <laughs> they were just so silly that like I kind of felt bad you were making fun of these people a bit, but you know at the end of the day. It was funny. Yeah. So the f- few of us who were watching were kind of having a conversation about like one of them where somebody who was in a gorilla costume got tackled by somebody in a banana Ass- costume. Assaulted. I mean, yeah, like it is assault, but like I was going to get to that. And it's just wild that this is like a true crime, but. It's just wild that, oh, this person put on a banana suit specifically because he wanted to target this person. Like, who does this? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's that's the show. The what? other, the the best one was the bear one, though. This woman calls and, like, she's like, there's a bear, but it's, like, flat. It's a flat. It was flat. It's a flat bear. And the, the, the 901 operator is like, what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> and then she kind of like she like says hold on hold on i i'm gonna and she's like claims that she just gave that she like ha- the show show reenacts this thing in a hilarious way like she's in scream and it's just so funny <laughs> and she goes out and gives this bear like the mouth to mouth yeah that that is the last thing I would ever think about doing <laughs> and when then, there's a bear. <laughs> the 911 operator is like, okay, we're going to send out a cop. And then she calls back and she was like, oh, you can cancel that. That was a, a plastic bear or something. It was like a flat bear. And it's just like, oh, my God. <laughs> and the reenactment, just like I was howling. <laughs> so we only watched half the episode. but it was pre- I thought it was pretty funny. I, I, I liked it. Yeah, I'll I'll probably just put that on just to be <laughs> no, ridiculous. That's, that's a good one. Uh Brian, any other shout outs you got? I mean it's been a while since we had a show. Yeah. So here's what I will say about She Hulk. Wait till the end of it and then binge it. I think it'll be much more enjoyable. Yeah, it's probably 
I, I'm enjoying it to a point, but it's not like my favorite show. I, I agree with that. And I think the shows are short and sweet, but I think I would enjoy them a little bit more just in a continuous fashion. Yeah. I mean, we got to talk about uh, Lord of the Rings, Ra- the Rings of Power. That, oh. I, I really like the show. I think it's really good. I think it's like got a compelling narrative to like line up because we all know that at the end the like elves and the humans and the dwarves get together to take on Sauron. But at this point in time, the elves don't like the humans. The humans don't like the elves. The dwarves don't like the elves. The dwarves don't like, like they're just all. So at this point, we get to see them all come together, or at least probably even splinter even more, and then come back together in these like five seasons or whatever they've planned. So I think it's really, I think it's got a good arc and it's got a good, like good versus evil kind of vibe going on. And I'm, I'm pretty excited. I think they're doing a great job. Yeah. So far this along with game of Thrones, it's just fantasy content galore. And it's both fantastic. Like, I don't want to get into like the game of Thrones stuff, but like I've been more invested in the game of Thrones piece. No, I mean, I was going to say the game of Thrones piece is also doing great. But it's very much in like morally gray, make a choice between A versus B. And, you know, I think we all kind of know what happened. Not we, we all have a good sense of what's going to happen in the show. And it's very much court intrigue. And at some point, shit's going to go down. And, but you got to enjoy this court intrigue piece to get to the shit's going down. Yep. Shit will go down. I'm pumped. I had a coworker earlier today tell me they're not enjoying the Lord of the Rings show because there's not enough action. And I was like, you gotta be kidding me. <laughs> anyway, uh yeah, those are the two big shout outs. Cobra Kai is back. Yeah, I've been uh, watching that. And like the season's pretty good. It's not about like the kids fighting the kids. It's like the adults fighting the adults and the kids just having their normal drama. I mean, yeah, but they're still fighting. Yeah, I haven't gotten to too much fighting. I'm like, only halfway through. The one thing that's just irritating this, about the season is that like every problem is now solved with fighting, and it's just beca- also become like <laughs> justice porn. And- I mean, Karate Kid was also justice porn. It was, but like they were okay, like his movies, and it, this has like been riding for so many seasons. It's wild. <laughs> It's crazy to me that every season they find some new people to come back from the original movies. You're like, dude, these movies are so long and no one remembers any of this shit. And they're talking about like doing an extended universe too. No, they talked about doing a like a a reboot or requel almost. Also that. Yeah. They're well, <laughs> like they're gonna make a sequel to Karate Kid Part Three, but not related to the show. And you're like People like the show. People don't want to watch. People didn't go see that, like, Karate Kid with Jaden Smith. So like, Yeah, when are they bringing him in? <laughs> yeah, when's Jaden Smith coming in this? <laughs> uh, all right, I think that's it for us this week. Tweet at us at Who Put This On. Tell us what you thought about this show, what show we should watch next week. Let us know. We'll do it. Uh, you can find us on Facebook.com slash Who Put This On. You can ask questions and suggestions at who with us on at gmail.com and we'll see you guys next time.
We're going to get them levels, levels, levels. Getting them levels, levels. Levels, Chris. Levels. <laughs> That's the bet. <laughs> <laughs>